Welcome back to What She Watching Podcast. I'm Shelly. <laughs> I'm Andra. I liked that intro, Shelly. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. We're glad you're back. We're Yes, we are. We're really excited for this month because it's October and it's the best month of the year. It's spooky season. It's spooky season, which <laughs> that's really good. Do Don't you like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great like, looked at me like what did you just do it's like the monster match but andra <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so um it is spooky season and we are kicking off spooky season by doing um our favorite spooky months our yeah. movies i can't talk yeah <laughs> and uh, andra what are you doing this this week well, I am doing the 2009 Jennifer's Body classic. Mm. So what good. are you Megan doing, Shelly? Oh, I Megan am Fox. doing. No, she is. Wow. Um, I know. I am doing The Craft from 1996. Ugh. Another classic. All the angst. All the 90s witchery. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. We really are just transitioning from teen month to teen horror month with this, with these two. With these two. Mm-hmm. Are just teen I think horror we're going to go week. a little darker next week. I think so, too. But this week yeah. was really fun to watch. It was. Um, yeah, I can't wait to talk about these. Um, I know. <clears throat> what, are, what are some things you've been watching lately this week to kind of pass the time? Well, Shelly, let me see. Um. Really, like, nothing too new. I will tell you that we are re-watching one of my favorite shows called Glow that was on Netflix. Never seen Glow. <gasps> I know I need to. I've heard it's amazing. It is. And I don't know why, but it's just like, ugh, I just want to rewatch Glow. And we haven't done, like, a rewatch from start to finish. So... We are doing that. Um, let's see. We are current on Only Murders in the Building still. We are current on The Morning Show. So those are like the other two. Um, you talked. You recommended a movie you sent to me that's on Hulu that we're going to get to. The one with Caitlin okay. Deaver, No One Will Save You. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to get to that one soon. Anyway. That's, that one that's is really, really good. When y'all watch that one, let me know because okay. I want to know what y'all think about it. <clears throat> okay. It was different. I liked it, but it was very cool. different. I like her a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was basically her, the whole movie. Awesome. Basically her. Yeah. Um. But let's see. I'm trying to think. There's anything else. We, um. Well, we talked about this before, but we were supposed to go see Pink, and my mm-hmm. favorite artist, Brandy Carlisle, was opening for her, or doing her own set. I wouldn't say opening, mm-hmm. but um, they were that two performing that together. Two, yes, the two of them together is just was like almost too good to be true for us to have any luck to see that, and so the show got canceled because Pink was is sick. Um. Which I understand they are human and they get sick and they need to take care of themselves. But it was still a big bummer because we had mm-hmm. traveled. We had traveled in. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. My coworker yeah. sitting next to me found out at about four o'clock on Friday and just mm-hmm. We totally were already down there. We were already down there. Like we were, we're the early, like we were like, we have to be in seats by seven 30 because that's when Brandy's coming on and I will not miss a second Brandy. So I was like, yeah. we should just go ahead and head down there, you know, mm-hmm. the early mm-hmm. eat, have a couple of drinks. Nope. Didn't happen. It's okay though. Um, it's, a bummer. it's just a big, big bummer. It is. But Pink, get well. I think she's got a show tonight in San Diego, so hopefully she's better. I hope. I hope so. I hope so. Yes. Anyway, Shelly, what have you been watching? Well, I have been, I just wanted something in the background. You know, Mm -hmm. I always have Bob's Burgers or like Midsummer Murders, but I've been watching um, the Great British Baking Show again Mm. because that one is one I can always put on and just be like, oh, wow, yeah. I love that show. (laughs) Love Love it. it. Mm -hmm. I would put on the IT crowd, but they took it off of Netflix. So I'm very sad about that. Bummer. But Friday night, we watched The Machine with Bert. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's a silly movie. It's with Bert Kirshner, you know, the the big guy that runs the podcast with, um, oh, hold on. I'm going to look this up. Um, okay. He does Two Bears in a Cave. Shelly, it's a, I it's a never dude heard podcast. Of this. Okay. Two Bears, it's One prop- Cave. Two Bears, One Cave is what it's called. Two Bears, and, One Cave. And um, it's Tom Segura and Bert uh, Kreischer and um you would know Bert Kreischer if you saw him because he's he's a comedian he always has his shirt off and he's got a big old beer gut <laughs> and that's him he's always without a shirt on and it's like why um yes. but it was it was him in his movie um because he does this bit about how he went to Russia when he was like in his early 20s and like fought off the Russian mafia or whatever it's like part of his <laughs> set and uh-huh. so the movie was about that. And his dad was played by Mark Hamill. Uh, and so it was really funny and stupid. Yes. But, you know, funny, thoughtless comedy. And then I think either Friday or Saturday, we also watched Wolf of Wall Street, which oh, yeah. is just always a really good one. And i got to be honest with you. <clears throat> you know, I'm I'm studying for the test. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I've been uh-huh. saying that since March. But um, I am That's studying okay. for this test, the SIE mm-hmm. exam, security essentials, whatever, security industry essentials. And um, I learned so much from watching that movie again. You know, really? it's been a while since I've watched it. I haven't watched it since I started mm-hmm. working um, in finance. And so yes. I was watching it. And I'm like, I need to take notes, actually, because <laughs> this is teaching me more about you... that stupid exam. How funny. Study materials. It has a new, it, it's a whole new light. You're seeing it with a new perspective, that movie. Yes. I just mean Leonardo DiCaprio explaining Thanks the essentials of the stock market to me. And I will understand. Yeah. I mean, isn't that the truth? Like, wouldn't we want, like, we would learn so well if, like, our favorite actors, like, taught mm-hmm. things. Isn't there a, isn't it Master something? There's, like, an online class. Masterclass. Masterclass is amazing. They do that. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. I would learn from 
uh, Jodie Foster. I think I've seen one like Jodie Foster teaches directing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'd learn. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to you, Jodie. If, if Tom Hiddleston wanted to read the SIE manual to me, I'm yeah. sure I would understand and absorb much more information. Exactly. Even if they just did it as an audio book. Absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. I get, I it. get it. Thank you, Tom Hiddleston. Yes. Let's make this happen, please. I think they should do that. I mean, I we can really call do. it famous people read boring things. <laughs> yes. That's a great idea. I, I mean, I'm going to write them a letter. You got to study for your boards. You got to study for. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to study you name for it. some dry ass exam. Mm-hmm. Yep. We got you. Here's Morgan Freeman. Here's Matthew I mean, McConaughey. Here oh is. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here is who who has an amazing voice as a woman. So many people. Um, like uh, I would listen to Kate Blanchett. Oh my God! If Kate like, Blanchett read it, I would not oh only feel God. smart, but I would also feel powerful. Uh, yeah, <laughs> smart and powerful. I mean, Sandra, if, uh, Sandra Bullock, Sandra, Sandy, Julia. I mean, <clears throat> come on. Yeah, this is a great Some idea. Hayek. Like somehow, yeah. yeah, with that accent, yeah, she could teach me Spanish. She could, yeah, Spanish with Selma. I mean, how about Lady Gaga? How about Lady Gaga? Oh my God, Lady Gaga. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this we're gonna be rich. It's fine. I know. Yeah, it's okay. Law All right, exam I'll stop number whatever you need to study for. A financial Minute exam, five. law exam, options, medical, I mean, counseling. I mean, you yeah. name it. Yeah. Anyway. Teaching <laughs> by Edward James Almos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I'm really funny. <laughs> I think so. I think this is great. I do. Okay, we're going we're gonna okay. to get Let's. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Let's get into this week. Um, I am going to be talking about The Craft, which yes. came out in 1996. So I, yeah, 1996. Yeah, 1996. I was 13. Um, I guess I would have so been. So I was not allowed. Yeah, you were like 14. 14, yeah. Um, I was we not were allowed, not allowed. in the theater. Mm-mm. I thought it was so cool and I wanted to watch it in the theater. Yes. But I was not around because number one, it looked very dark. And two, it had witchcraft. And three, it was rated R. Yes. Um, which kind of leads me to my first point. Andrew Fleming really pushed for a PG 13 rating because if you watch the movie, it should have been PG 13. Like, yes. There's nothing explicit in it. Mm-mm. There's nothing no. really, really. I mean, there's some gore, but mm-hmm. there's nothing like scream, you know? No. Um, the reason the studio pushed for a rated R was because it was girls doing witchcraft. That's right. That's about right. That's literally what he said. <laughs> He's like, because of the content and it was four mm-hmm. girls, teenage girls doing witchcraft, they it's... decided to make it rated R. Yeah. And if you are um, not yep. a part of the witchcraft world or the Wiccan culture or what, what have you, you wouldn't know any different. I mean, no. it kind of sounds, and this, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody in any of those, you know, beliefs. You don't know the difference. If you're a non 
witchcraft practicing person, you're not going to know the difference. It no. all sounds, I mean, it's kind of like Harry Potter. It all sounds good. It sounds, you know, like gobbledygook. So, <laughs> but write it on. They made it right up. Um, <clears throat> yeah. This this was directed by Andrew Fleming. He um, directed Dick, if y'all remember us covering Dick. Yeah. He is that director. Classic. Um, he is currently known for directing um, Emily in Paris. That's his okay. current show. Mm-hmm. But he's done lots of TV. Mm-hmm. And um, he co wrote this with Peter Filardi. Um, so the story, I'm just going to kind of get into a synopsis here. Um, the story, let me find it, is set in Los Angeles in the nineties. So you've got like major grunge going on here, super like right in the middle of like that 1990s grunge Mm -hmm. scene in LA, Mm -hmm. you know, very pretty people doing whatever this is also at the height of like hey witchcraft is kind of cool and and grungy and goth like so everybody kind of dresses like that Mm -hmm. even though they don't really know what they're doing it's it's yeah so 90s um sarah bailey played by robin tunney Mm -hmm. um just moved with her dad and her stepmom from san francisco we find out a little later that her mom um passed away mm-hmm. um several years before anyway she had a suicide attempt they wanted a fresh start so they're moving to this beautiful old house in LA yes. and i mean you look at the house you're like what does this dad i'm always asking this what, what does the dad do, they do? do yes he must be in real estate i don't know but it's this beautiful must be. house <laughs> And um, she is going to a private Catholic high school, which Mm -hmm. there's a lot of religious undertones because this is a movie about witchcraft. Um, Mm -hmm. So she's going to a Catholic high school and she's not like she's the new girl. And you know how it is in these movies. The new girls are always weird and people are always looking at them and it's kind of silly. But um, she shows up and she automatically kind of notices this group of three girls that stand out from the rest of the mm-hmm. crew at the Catholic high school because they're always wearing black. They're always together and they are always, they have like kind of this presence of like, don't fuck with me. You know what I mean? Yep. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're yep. very witchy, if you will. Uh-huh. And they kind of stare her down. Uh-huh. Um, Feruza Balk, which this is like her movie. Uh, Feruza Balk kind of went off the map for a while. She came back. Mm-hmm. She does a lot of good creepy spooky things yes and um feruza bach plays nancy downs which is kind of the leader of this trio of girls um you've got uh nev campbell who plays another nev who plays what is nev's name oh let's see bonnie i wanted to say sydney but that's great (laughs) bonnie and Bonnie mm-hmm. is when you see uh when you see Nev Campbell in this movie, you're like, why does she look so frumpy? Because I mean, I she, she was trying to. She's always yes. wearing things like baggy sweaters, her hair's greasy, she's always like mm-hmm. got her hair in her face and is kind of like very introverted. And mm-hmm. um you find out through one of the bullies 
um, that she's got scars on most of her body, which look like they're burn scars. And that comes into play in a little bit. And then you have Rochelle, played by Rachel True, who Mm -hmm. is a, I think she is absolutely gorgeous. Um, But she has an issue with a bully on her swim team, played by Christine Taylor. And Christine Taylor was the best bully in the 90s. Let me tell you what. She was. Yeah. She was such a B word in anything she was in (laughs) because she just kind of has that face, you know, and that kind of like attitude of I'm better than you. Do you know? I love Christine Taylor. I do too. And I love her as Marsha Brady in the Brady Bunch Mm. movies, Mm -hmm. which I love those movies. And she, yeah. I loved her on Hey Dude. I know. Hey, dude. Yep. She was on. Hey, hey dude. dude. Well, she's, yep. she's the bully and she has, uh, she's racist. Essentially. She just makes yeah. very like outwardly racist remarks toward Rochelle's mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, during Sarah's first day, she, she kind of meets these girls and they kind of give her, you know, some crap, but you can see that, um, Bonnie, especially, Nev Campbell's character is kind of drawn to Sarah. She's like, she could be our fourth. Mm-hmm. And you kind of figure out quickly that these three consider themselves a, a coven, a witch's coven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> Sarah also discovers a really cute boy named Chris who plays football and he comes and hits on her and is like, you know what you should do? Come watch Come me on. after, Come watch me practice football. And she's like, oh exciting whatever us women all want to do is to go watch boys play football Mm -hmm. continue that's all i wanted to do (laughs) just kidding i would rather do anything else but exactly um, so she goes she watches him and chris is played by skeet ulrich mind you yes skeet ulrich was in his prime in the 90s scream if y'all don't remember billy um billy loomis from scream him and Nick campbell him and Nev, and he is just—he's still beautiful. I love him, but he plays a total ass in this movie too. And you've also got Breck and Meyer, who is yep. the king of the '90s. You know, he, he is I, I awful just forget in this movie. How short he is. I know, he's so short. And he's but yeah, you just want to punch awful. him in his face, like really. I want to punch him and their other little friend. I just want to be like, yes. go get bent. Yes. Um, so that's his little crew. Skeet Ulrich mm-hmm. is obviously the popular football boy, and these two boys are, you know, in line, whatever. And <clears throat> so the three girls notice that Sarah is hanging out watching him play football, and they're like, you're not going to be that girl, are you? And she's like, oh, I don't have anything better to do. And they're like, well, come shopping with us. We are going to go shopping, you know. Um. So she goes with them. And it made me think so much of the 90s because you could just go do stuff and your parents uh-huh. wouldn't know where you are. No. They would just have to believe what you said, yes. which usually I was doing because I was too scared to do anything else. But they would Same. just believe what you said because what else did they have to go off of? You didn't have a I cell know. phone. Nope. You were just expected to show up whenever you were expected to show up. <laughs> so yep. she just goes with these three random girls she just met to this um, store that sells witchcraft items there's candles there's books there's like incense you know there's all this stuff and they she learns that they don't actually pay for any of the stuff they take they like to use the five finger discount and 
so she is about to go look at this curtain that's separating this back room and the late the store owner kind of stops her and she's like that's not meant for you and you know she kind of calls her out she's like are you gonna pay for that and she's like yeah she's like well you're better than your friends but you can tell that the store owner who obviously is a witch sees something in sarah Mm -hmm. and sees the power that she possesses yeah so um you know she buys she recommends this book called the craft because Mm -hmm. sarah's like i'm new to this i don't really know anything about it Mm-hmm. And another thing the woman said was, oh, you know, she took her hand and looked at a ring and she said, this was your mother's ring. So you can yeah. kind of tell there's that connection there mm-hmm. with um, the, the shop owner. Um, we see a little bit of um, the three of them. They're, they're trying to convince her that, you know, she may be the fourth. Um, they're, they're walking down the street from the store through this really seedy downtown part of LA. And they're mm-hmm. like, just look straight ahead. Cause people are like coming left and right, trying to, you know, you can tell they're like dealing drugs or, you know, whatever. And Sarah gets, Sarah sees this guy, this homeless man that's holding a snake and he had walked into her house. They had just yeah. moved into like the day prior. And he mm-hmm. was holding a snake then. So she sees him and he notices her and he starts talking to her and following her, which is just creepy AF. Yeah. Like you see this random guy. He had already come in your house with the freaking snake and you see him on the street again. He's following you and he's like, I have to talk to you. I have to talk to you. And he's, it's like a little garden snake, but it's a snake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And she's just running at this point. She like runs. The guy gets hit by a car. Mm-hmm. We see the whole scene. The girls come and they they run off and they go to the woods and start talking. And the three girls are kind of, it kind of reminds me, you know, when we watch um, The Crucible or uh-huh. like anything about the Salem witch trials, when the girls kind of get together and they have that yeah. shared hysteria, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of that because they're like, oh, we did that. We did that. And yeah. um, they're like, did you make that happen? Yeah, I was thinking of it. Did you make that happen? And Sarah's like, oh, yeah, I, I actually did. Mm-hmm make that happen i i thought it and so they kind of get swept up in this thing of she is our fourth we have a complete coven we have the circle complete north south east west Mm -hmm. you can tell they really believe in this and they believe in this spirit this nature spirit called menon and it is so classic like Feruza Balk, like her, because she's got those big lips, you know, and just like yep. she is so excited about talking about the spirit. She's like, mm-hmm. if Jesus or if the devil and God were playing football, Manat would be the stadium that they play in. Yes. He's everything and everywhere. Mm-hmm. And she's just like sold to it. Yeah. So you start to see these four, four girls start hanging out together. They're really starting to you know, match each other's vibes. They start to have little seances. Um, they go to the beach at one point and um, they each bring um, an animal okay. mm-hmm. that represents themselves and they call it invoking the spirit of men. So when they, when they go to the beach, Rochelle has a clownfish because her passion is diving um bonnie carries a butterfly and it represents the beauty and adoration she's longed for because she has all the scarring and you see the scene with bonnie and she's going into this very painful like 
um, this doctor and they're doing some kind of painful procedure for scar removal and healing. Yeah. And you see her mom there like thinking that maybe she would help her out because it is mm-hmm. so painful, but you can tell that her mom wants that for her. She wants, mm-hmm. you, I don't know if it's like she wants it as much as her mom wants it, you know? Yeah. And she's screaming and her mom's kind of holding her down. It's, it's mm-hmm. pretty hard to watch. Yeah. Um, so she carries a butterfly. Nancy carries a snake, which is symbolic of rebirth mm-hmm. and immortality. And Nancy is in a situation with her family where they live in a trailer. Her mom, you know, has a boyfriend, maybe a stepdad. And yeah. there's just drunken fights all the time. They can't pay their bills. That situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so she wants a better life for her and her mom. And then um, Sarah carries a lovebird um, because she loves Chris and she wants Chris yeah. to love her. So, um, you know, they invoke the spirit. Um, <clears throat> we also see the scene, and I think I'm going a little out of order here, but we see the scene where Chris does ask um, Sarah out on a date and they go on a date, which the date is like they're sitting on top of a water tower or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's not much of a date, it's but they're not. just like sitting there talking and making out. And he, he's kind of like, Hey, you want to go back to my place? My parents aren't home. And she says, no, she's like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not feeling comfortable. I don't really want to. She really likes him, but she's not mm-hmm. ready for that level of intimacy. Yeah. And he kind of acts a little standoffish. And then he's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. So at school the next day, well, she shows up. He like try a few times to like. He get does try intimate, and she keeps telling him no. Like he she keeps, keeps she told him keeps no like on. three or four times. Yeah, no, he's very persistent, and yes. that's the thing about a lot of these movies in the nineties, early two mm-hmm. thousands, and yeah. I think it's gotten a lot better mm-hmm. in some respects. But you see a lot of that, like <laughs> poor Skeetle Rich. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but his, all of his movies, he's always trying to get laid with his girlfriend, and he's he's mm-hmm. putting a lot of pressure on him. And they're like, "No, not not ready. No, not yeah. ready." Mm-hmm. And he finally kind of shrugs it off, like he acts like he's going to be really cool about it. Mm-hmm. Well, she shows up to work or work shows up to school the next day, and um. Nancy comes up to her and she's like, what does she say? Oh, did you have a good time on your date last night? You know, she's, and the, the thing about Nancy is she's kind of a frenemy from the get-go. Mm-hmm. She'll like say things, but like in a rude manner, but then she comes back like she's joking, Yeah, you know? So there's a sense of jealousy there, I think. Mm-hmm. But she, she talks about how, um, you know, she was like, oh, I heard you had a really good time. And Sarah's like, no, we just hung out and then I went home and she's like well that's not what Chris said and Chris mm-hmm. told everyone that they slept together and that what did what happened she left or something she was she was awful you know it was oh, she was awful worst, she was the worst lay he ever his had. worst lay he's ever had yeah yeah and <laughs> she looks up and she's like that didn't even happen she looks up and everybody's looking at her you know she's walking down the halls so she goes and she confronts him Mm -hmm. straight up and she's like why are you lying about me and he's like stop being so desperate i told you last night like he just totally turns into this freaking creep he's like i don't want you stop Mm -hmm. being so obsessed with me like 
just a total dick. And um, mm-hmm. Nancy Downs' character, she's like, hey, I told you he's he's like that. And she, she did. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, you like who you like. So he humiliated her. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. Wrong person to humiliate, but cool. So they decide, you know, when they do this thing where they invoke the spirit, they're going to try a love spell yeah. on Chris. Mm-hmm. And so Sarah performs a love spell and all of a sudden we see these, we see Chris just like following her relentlessly. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's obsessed with her. He's like, I don't know why, but I just have been thinking about you all day. I don't know why I want to take your bags. I want to sit with you. You want to sit yeah, with me at mass? Pretty funny. Let's sit. It's pretty funny. And she's kind of, she and Bonnie are just kind of laughing because they're like, mm-hmm. I can't believe it actually worked. And, you know, his friends are giving him crap for it. And he's just, he's obsessed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, so, sorry, let me just find my. Okay. So it starts to kind of get out of control because Nancy is like, well, you know, she got what she wanted. She got Chris. And then Rochelle, you know, Mm -hmm. I guess I don't know what she did, but um, her spell was to make her um, bully Lizzie played by Christine Taylor, Mm -hmm. not so attractive anymore because Lizzie calls Rochelle's hair nappy, mm-hmm. which is so racist. Extremely. She calls she calls her hair nappy after practice mm-hmm. one day. So we see one scene where Lizzie is doing her normal thing, kind of just messing with um, Rochelle while she's up on the diving board, and we see her start to kind of like pull at her hair, and it starts to fall out. So yeah. Lizzie's hair starts to fall out, and she starts to go bald. Mm-hmm. Then we see. Um, Bonnie's character going back to the doctor after the painful procedure and they're like this may not have worked we may need more you know they're trying to reassure her that it probably didn't look that different when they were taking the bandages off they start taking the bandages off and kind of like rubbing the solution on it and it's just like she's got the cleanest Mm -hmm. smoothest skin so she got her her wish and then Nancy's like what the hell you all got what you wanted. I'm still stuck in my situation. Mm-hmm. So she goes home and, um, oh, how did it happen? What happened to him? Uh, he, I just watched this the other day. I did Guys. just watch this too. He died. Long story. He dies. They end up inheriting like yeah. $175,000. Like her they and her mom. Up, yeah. So Nancy and her mom are sitting there. He somehow dies. I can't remember how. And they're talking to a life insurance person. And he's like, mm-hmm. I can't pay out the policy to you immediately. And they're like, what What policy are you talking about? Yeah. And he's like, oh, he had a policy that you're the beneficiary of. And mom's like, and the mom played by Helen Shaver. Desert um, Hearts. Desert Hearts, Helen Shaver. Desert Hearts. Um. So mom's like, how much is this policy? And he's like, oh, it's about $175,000, which in today's money is about $340,000. So they went from the trailer to this really nice Mm -hmm. high-rise apartment. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
Nancy is just living high on the hog. She is, mm-hmm. she's like, I've got powers. I can do whatever I want to whomever I want. You know, this is, this is what I have. Um, so Sarah is starting to like kind of wonder about Nancy and like what she's doing because they are becoming the bullies Mm -hmm. and they're using their powers for evil not good Mm -hmm. so sarah decides to go back to the shop owner um and her name was let's see lirio and she's very like ethereal wearing like these long dresses or whatever she goes back and she's like hey i don't know what's going on but you know all this stuff is happening can we please make it stop? So mm-hmm. she she brings her to the back behind the curtain and she's like, you are a powerful witch and your mother was a witch. And she's like, what? And they start to, you know, call on um, whatever spirit, Minar, who, whoever. And they get interrupted by this uh, blast, essentially. And it's Nancy because... Um, Sarah pissed Nancy off. Mm-hmm. And um so am I getting ahead of myself here? Oh, she Lirio tells her, you know, your spell, whatever you do, because she oh, okay, here it is. I found my way back, guys. So Sarah then Sarah went to the shop to talk to her about the love spell she put on Chris because she's like, I think it's a little too much. I think it's a little too strong. How do I reverse this? Because he won't leave me alone. He's showing up at night. He's showing up everywhere. He he won't leave me alone. She's like, yeah, mm-hmm. you can't return a lot. You can't reverse that. That's mm-hmm. done. And she basically says, whatever you put out, you get back three times stronger. And so Sarah is trying to tell these girls, she's like, hey, we got to stop because we're putting stuff out there. It's going to come back even worse um they go to a party where um chris is and nancy decides to kind of trick who who brings chris up to the room was it sarah Uh, was it nancy nancy does nancy does nancy and then she then gets in her disguise right as she's yeah. shifts. so nancy she's, brings him yeah. up to the bedroom because they had had a little thing before sarah came along and you know he's sitting there he's drunk he's like i just want to see sarah and so she kind of does this like magic thing where she makes herself look like sarah and he's like what the hell um and then she kind of turns on him and says one of my favorite lines she's like you don't exist to me you are nothing (laughs) she we see her like levitating and Mm -hmm. um sarah comes in and tries to stop it but before she can chris gets pushed out the window and falls to his death so that's step number one you are are nothing nothing. you do not exist to me you are shit (laughs) you treat women like whores when you're the whore Mm -hmm, you are mm -hmm. nothing that line. You treat women like whores when like you're whores the whore. You're the whore. <laughs> you're the whore. Yes. <laughs> and then she shoves him out the window. Yeah. So um he dies. And you know, Sarah's mm-hmm. like, hey, hey, we gotta tap the brakes. And Nancy's just getting started. Um 
so we we see Rochelle seeing um her bully Lizzie in the shower and mm-hmm. she's just sitting there sobbing almost bald and she's looking at Rochelle and she's like why is this happening to me what did I do to deserve this and Rochelle doesn't say anything she kind of just looks in the mirror and her reflection in the mirror looks away from her yeah um saying okay enough um and then what do we see with Bonnie oh Bonnie comes in after she's Bonnie starts to not give a she's confident I look good I'm gonna take these guys I'm gonna do whatever Mm -hmm. I want I'm gonna act however I want Mm -hmm. and that doesn't go well for her either so eventually you know um, Nancy is really pissed at Sarah and so Sarah runs home and starts to see everything around her deteriorating into like bugs and rats and snakes so there's maggots coming out of the vents there's Mm -hmm. bugs coming out there's rats there's snakes everywhere and it's pure i can't handle by any of that that is very tough it is very creepy crawly scene like if you don't like any of those things don't watch that scene look away that may be the creepiest scene for me honestly for sure yeah and nancy calls her and she's like hey where's your dad um you know she's telling her that she got her dad killed because she um called and told her that called and told her dad that sarah was in nevada or something so he and his her stepmom got on a flight she turns on the news sees that the flight that the plane crashed and everybody died so she's sitting there thinking her dad is dead all these bugs everything's going on and she kind of just stops and and realizes that it's an illusion Mm -hmm. um so then she and nancy kind of go head to head and she had tried a binding spell on Nancy to kind of stop it. But she goes, and that's when she went to the shop. She's like, I tried a binding spell. Didn't work. This didn't work. I also put a love spell on this guy. What the hell? Mm-hmm. So we see this big explosion. All this stuff's going on. Um, they're floating in the air at one point. <laughs> I mean, it's just like madness. And... um I'm trying to remember what happened after that. Could you remind me, please? Because my brain sucks. Well, what happened um, in between that and the end? Well, um, they get into their big, big old fight there at the end. Yeah. Um, she, um, I'm pretty sure she does a spell to where um, Nancy ends up like. Nancy at the end ends up in like a mental institution. And Nancy other ends two up in a girls, mental institution. The other two girls and apologize she, yeah. for um I remember the scene but... where she goes and she apologizes or she goes and talks to the other two girls and she's like, Hey, you wanna be care oh, she scares them is what she does. Yeah. She scares them with another illusion and then mm-hmm. they're like they're kind of looking at her that you apologize. And she's like, you got to be careful. You don't want to end up like Nancy. Yeah. And Nancy we see is in a mental institution strapped to the yes. bed screaming. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. Yes. Yeah. That was a worst, worst retelling ever. <laughs> Please forgive me and just There's watch the movie. There's a lot to it. Yeah. There's a lot mm. to it. Yeah. It's complicated. And I was trying to keep, you know, 
trying to pay attention and sometimes it's just my ADD kicks in. It's okay. So anyway, it's very 90s LA Mm -hmm. and there is a lot of stuff about, you know, witchcraft. Um, We we see um, mirrors being kind of a recurring motif. Um, You know, you see um, Rochelle's reflection turn away from her. Sarah uses a mirror to stop Bonnie and Rochelle from checking on her. Um, and she also uses it to hide from Nancy. Mm-hmm. And she sends, and um, Sarah sends Nancy flying into a mirror, which knocks her unconscious. Which, yeah. And where she yeah. ends up at the, the hospital. Mm-hmm. So a lot of different elements involving mirrors. Um and it said on the website of the film, like the official website, the crew had to return to the location to do some filming, but there were a lot of weird occurrences. Um, they had a witch consultant named uh-huh. um, Pat Devon, and mm-hmm. Pat Devon even kind of was like, oh, this is creepy. <laughs> um the fog rolled in at midnight and the four actresses used actual Wiccan rites and language to invoke powerful forces. Mm-hmm. Um, a flock of bats was hovering over the set. The tide rose, um, which kept cutting out the candles. And Devin recalls that Manon, a, f- a, fictitious, a fictitious creation for the film, sounds very close to Manon, uh-huh. the Gaelic god of the sea. Uh-huh. So Pat Devin was a little bit like, mm, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Um, <sighs> and every time the girls started the ceremony, and only when they would start the ceremony, the waves would start coming up tremendously fast and pounding heavy. So Weird. those waves and all that were very real. Yes. Crazy. So just kind of a spooky, spooky mm-hmm. set experience, I would believe. I mean, you hear um, that and- from other movies throughout history, mm-hmm. other scary movies throughout history. Mm-hmm. Just weird stuff. Would well, I mean, the poltergeist. Hello. Yes. How many things happened on that set? A lot. Just creepy things. Yes. So it was. It kind of had a presence. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of fun facts here. Feruza Balk mm-hmm. was so enamored with this shop called Panpipes Magical Marketplace in Hollywood, which is like a witch shop. She bought it after the movie. She bought it <laughs> and kept things. it until like 2001 when she sold it to her uh, partners or something. But she ask, owned like a witchcraft shop. Man. She did. Um, and I watched her on an episode of, what was it? I think it was like Hollywood Medium or something. Really? And she's telling about one of her experiences. Yeah. It was creepy. And she's, you know, she's very much like very artsy. Like mm-hmm. she paints. Yes. All that kind of stuff. And if you see her now, she looks like herself, but she looks very different. Like she's yeah. kind of grown into her face. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. Yeah. Um. Robin Tunney, play, who plays Sarah, wore a wig the whole shooting because she could just tell. finished Empire Records. Yes. Ah, you could tell that was a wig. But yeah. in Empire Records, she had shaved her head. That and if you right. haven't seen Empire Records, another 90s amazing classic, Liv Tyler. What hello. are you doing um, with your life? Go watch it. So good. So yeah. she had just wrapped that and had to wear a wig throughout shooting. Okay. So that makes Those sense. are my fun facts. I was wondering the whole time. I'm like, no, this it is definitely off like a wig. wig. Why did y'all put a wig on her? And now that, I mean, duh. I yeah. Well, and yeah. I was like, 
That is some frizzy 90s hair. It was. No, it makes sense. A little wig. Yes. Um, Shelly, I love this movie. And I'm glad you picked this movie. Um, I love this movie, too. And again, my we favorite like, quote. Go ahead. No, no, no. What? 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 What's your favorite quote? When they get off the bus, and the oh, bus yes. driver's like, "You girls, be careful out there!" And then mm-hmm. you look out for weirdos. And she goes, "Mister, we are the weirdos." weirdos. And she it. pulls her shades down. She just delivers uh-huh. that line. So good. Uh huh. Yeah. She is just so interesting. Um, she just has such a unique look about her and mm-hmm. everything about her is just different and it's very witchy very witchy you know Perfect. how stevie nicks is witchy yes stevie nicks is more of like the ethereal nature earth right. goddess witchy right bruise box more like the hey let's do, go do a ritual and yep. cut some people up kind of witchy. i would be i think i would be a little scared of her uh, i would be was, terrified of her i would be i remember Girls in our high school and guys in our high school dressing just like mm-hmm. them. Like that whole look, like you said. All black leather, which yeah, I rock the black on black almost on the on the daily, but yep. like that very like mm-hmm. kind of, not goth, but witchy. You know, yes. it's it's a different yep. vibe than goth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um very yeah. much in the nineties culture LA scene, you oh, know. Yeah. Kind yeah. of that, or um, Oregon, Washington State, like that whole era, area, West. like Seattle, mm-hmm. kind of grungy, witchy look. Yep, totally. Um, Shelly, I know that we were not like we were not allowed to watch this movie, but do you remember when you watched it for the first time? Like when I you watched it in high school, you did. I remember watching it in high school and thinking, oh, "I'm such a rebel for watching this movie." We may have watched it together. I just know I, I wanted to watch yeah. it, and we probably got it from Hastings. Mm-hmm. The Mothership. The Mothership. And we probably watched it at your house because... Mm-hmm. I, I if we watched watch. it, it was most definitely at my house or one yes. of the guys. Yep. Because, yeah. Totally. We wouldn't have watched it with our girlfriends. No. We wouldn't have. to that movie. <laughs> no. Do you know, I mean, I can just imagine if back then people watched that movie, how big of a deal it would have been like, to be well, talking sure about the craft. I'm pretty sure if we watched it, we kept it secret. Yes. Because, you know, people were losing their minds over freaking Harry Potter. Yes, they were. And this I was mean, back at 96. Jeez. Yeah. 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 Satanic panic had kind of died down, but there was still that whole, like... <laughs> I mean, I should I tell the story? Should I tell the story? Please tell the story. Shelly, okay, I don't remember who all was with us, but one of our friends back then, their Mm -hmm. dad had a key to the church. And Uh I know where you're going with this. Do you remember this? In a very rebellious act, we decided one night it would be fun to rent the exorcist the original yes <laughs> go to the church still the like, only time i've ever seen that movie yes still and i don't yeah. think i finished it i don't I, I don't think i could finish it anyway that one is still on my no watch list uh-uh, i will not no, watch it no and so we rolled 
you know, back then it was a TV on a cart with the VCR attached to it, rolled it into like the room behind the auditorium and uh-huh. watched uh-huh. the exorcist in the church like at midnight. Yeah. What the heck we are were, we thinking? We were going to, we thought we were so We cool. were so cool. We were such rebels. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, we should have just watched the craft, honestly. We should have. We should have. It probably would have had more of an effect. I think so. <laughs> oh man. No, I, I oh. definitely remember that. And then okay. I remember playing um hide and go seek in the dark at the church. Yes. That was and getting scared out of my mind. Yes. And also running full speed ahead mm-hmm. and there being a pew in yes. my way and just like <laughs> <laughs> How many times did we run into pews in the pitch black? Probably a permanent prison. <laughs> yes. It's just like a closed one. <laughs> and we would we would like crawl underneath the pews, but you know, there were sections where there was like middle sections. Mm-hmm. I remember like hitting mm-hmm. my head trying to crawl under the pew. <laughs> It oh, was such a fun place to play. I didn't see <laughs> it. was. It really was. Oh, man. That was a good time. It was. <laughs> We're such nerds. Huge. Okay, Shelly. <clears throat> um, Shelly, okay, what was your spookiest, scariest scene in this movie? Okay, the one that spooked me out the most was when she got home and saw all of the snakes the bugs awful. i'm not like usually i can handle it if it's like mm-hmm. one or two things i've got a pretty strong stomach i'm not that uh-huh. stormy but yeah. when you have massive amounts of sink and massive okay amounts. it's giving me the heebie-jeebies right now Ugh, like me too because you could look they were pressed up against the glass they're yeah. coming out the one that really got <sighs> me <laughs> the one that made me go <laughs> was um the one like coming out of the water spout yes. in the faucet in the bathroom i don't know why that got to me so bad but i was it like that's not okay that was the maggots okay. coming out of like the water and you know what really messed Ugh. with me that was real real oh. i'm sorry but don't you think that was real like that was not oh, no that was that for the time effects. those were real that was that all was real yes 100 can you imagine <laughs> no i can't i can't it gives me a i know no it was really that hard scene, to watch and then the scene where they're like calling up the spirit they're invoking this, that freaked me out for some reason i just mm, mm-hmm. i don't like it i know because you know they're not using it for good exactly yeah i mean sarah kind of is mm-hmm Sarah's more innocent, I think. Mm-hmm. She wanted a boy to love her. Yes. Yes, she was getting back at him for being a total dick. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't trying to make someone's hair fall out no. or some die. No. You know, she was like, "Oh, you know, I want him to love well, me." It's a it's a good look at, you know, it's the whole story of people getting power and what do they use the power mm-hmm. for and like their motivations mm-hmm. to use it for good or bad. Um, even though, you know, some of the had justification to kind of like really do what they did with their spells, you know, to the people. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. there was, you could, you could 
Make Even a case if you have the opportunity, it. are you going to take it? It's, yes. it's kind of that question. Like yeah. you have the opportunity with all this power to make your enemy, so to mm-hmm. speak, feel bad. So yeah. do you take it or do you not? Yeah. And it's kind of like, I, I kind of just like took it. I take this movie sometimes as it's just like female rage. Like this is like, it is, this is female it's the rage. embodiment of female rage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just looking at, at Nancy's character in that room when she's talking, because every girl <laughs> has been there. Every girl yes. is like, yeah, you are acting like the wh- you're saying they're the whore, but you're the exactly. whore. You know, just really yeah. saying what what everybody thinks, mm-hmm. but in the most awful way possible. Yes, I know. Yeah. All right, Shelley, did you identify with any of the characters in this movie? I mean, no. I I, I liked kind of the whole vibe. Mm-hmm. But would I actually play spells on him? I don't think so. Yeah. I loved the clothing choices. Same. I guess if I were <laughs> to relate to anybody, it would be Sarah because, mm-hmm. you know, she's kind of an outcast and weird mm-hmm. and just trying to make it through. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and putting her trust in people that maybe she shouldn't put her trust into. Yes. I can relate yeah. to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So. Yeah. That. You know, not having Ooh, the yeah. self-confidence, really having that kind of, like, questioning yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's questioning her powers, obviously, but just questioning herself and what she's capable of. Right. Um, Good one. I, I relate to that. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Um, so, let's see. Who do you think stole the show? Oh, Nancy what? Downs. Cruz Abel. Oh, yeah. Totally. She 100% stole the show. I mean, Sarah is the protagonist. You know, Robin Tunney, she's beautiful. She's very talented. But this is Feruza Balk's movie. Like, yes, Everybody is. knows her from this movie. This mm-hmm. is her show. Yeah. Everybody she became just like kind a, of a... Yeah. I mean, and, you yeah. know, Nev the would get her... The poster child for witchiness. Yes. Nev would get her turn with the Scream mm-hmm. franchise. Um, mm-hmm. but like Feruza became kind of like I put her in like the category of just like 90s goth queens that we all loved yeah. back then you know like they were yes, in their own the category the her to garbage yes. um, you know Courtney Love even Courtney Love yeah Feruza Bach same like vein yes yeah like these ladies that totally. were just like these goth queens yeah um, let's see, Shelley. Did, uh, do you think this movie ages well? You know, for, it's just so 90s-centric, like, everything about it. I could see, yeah, I mean, I don't see anything that's horrible. There wasn't, uh-huh. I don't think there were any mentions of were there any mentions of words that we shouldn't be saying? I don't think so. I think it was just very angsty. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's not. It's a spooky movie about witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that kind of is always the case. Like, yes. the only thing that would be different nowadays would be cell phones. Yep. 
cell phones. And maybe some one thought that I had is, it's like, why do you have to fight girls? Like, you know, they ended up fighting. I with see each a lot other. more female empowerment mm-hmm. nowadays in high school. Yeah. You know, not to say that the boy that being still the happen. boy being the central the boy being the central figure of everybody's mm-hmm. like you have to have this. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Um, but that is very much a theme from that time period. It was very much, very, very much. Yeah. Um, have you seen, by the way, did you know that they made a newer one like recently, like a second one? Uh, I just I discovered this. That. I don't know if it got received well or not. I don't know, but I need to, I need to look into it. And Maybe we should check that it. out. We should. Yes, we should. Oh. I'd be interested in the current craft. Um, I would too. I would love to know how they redid it. Yes. I guess they didn't redo it. It was more of a sequel, but yeah, maybe. if they redid it, I would love to see it. Me too. Or Me like too. a requel, like they said in Scream. Yeah, a requel. Mm-hmm. Like rebooting. Yes, that's right. Well, Shelly, I love this movie. I loved rewatching it. Uh, it's a great, great movie. Thank you for sitting through that terrible retelling of it because uh, I was all over the place. <laughs> But it's You're good, so good. Sometimes it's it just such a good movie. It really is. Um, it's classic '90s, just like female-centric story that doesn't mm-hmm. get made that much today. I'll just say that. Right. Right. So. Well, cool. And I bet it would have a PG-13 rating if it was it the would. same movie. Yes. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. You know, I hear that a lot with like a lot of the LGBTQ movies that have come out over mm-hmm. the years. It's like there's nothing in this movie for you to give it an R rating. And the only reason y'all gave it an R rating is because mm-hmm. it's a same sex story. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's, and especially also, if it's a lesbian movie. Yes. It's a gay movie. It might not be. It might not. But if it's lesbian, huh. Yeah. That's too far. It's too Let's far, sister. Lesbian, lesbians and witches go hand in hand, and mm-hmm. I just don't think the world... Uh, Y'all are obviously going to curse the audience through the screen, we so really we have to are. make it a radio, rated R. That's right. Extreme. Yeah. We, we are gotta, trying to turn everybody to a lesbian. Yes. Lesbian, witches, and witches, and, you know, that we're going to cast our spell... I mean, it's has just nothing ridiculous. to do with male fantasy at all. Hmm. No, not one bit. <laughs> That's a good segue into Jennifer's body, actually. Like, it Let's really is. talk about Miss Diablo Cody's writing in this movie because that's right. That is second Diablo Cody movie that oh. we've covered. Juno being the first one. Because Diablo um, so Jennifer- what she's doing. Yes, Jennifer's Body's her second uh, film that she got to write, and it came out in 2009, and we've got much to discuss about this one, too. Like, this one's mm-hmm. so good. Um, so good. So, Karen Kusama directed this movie. So, this is, like, female-written, female-directed. Mm-hmm. Um, Karen Kusama, Shelly, Yellow Jackets, like, she's big, uh, big-time Yellow... She's... Directed a lot of Yellow Jackets. She's written. Um, she, 
I know she's directed another horror movie that I liked. Let me pull up her page here very quickly. The Invitation. Did you see that movie? The Invitation. Yes, I did. If you haven't watched The Invitation, you really should watch it because it's amazing. Yes. She did that one. She did um, a movie with Nicole Kidman called The Destroyer, which was like Nicole Kidman, great performance. And then Girl Fight, Yellow Jackets. Girl Fight is so good. Yes. She's done some cool stuff. Girl Fight is so good. The Invitation is one of those that I saw on, I think it's on Netflix. Yeah, this looks yeah. good. Oh my gosh, it's great! It's someone with um, Emmanuel, um, the girl from Game of Thrones, right? Yes, yes, yes. And she goes well, to think. Britain. Yeah, check. it's Let very good. Um, invitation? No, that's the wrong one. I know which one you're talking about, though. Damn it! <laughs> Maybe it's <clears> the, invitation the invitation is like from 2015. The only person that I knew in this movie was Michael, who's who's men, who was like in Game of Thrones. He was in Haunting of Hill House. What um, was this one? What was the invitation about? Um, well, this one is like an invitation to a dinner party. It just takes place in one night in like the Hollywood Hills, and it just becomes kind of this creepy, um, like crazy night. Everybody needs to check it out. Maybe. Um, That one you're talking about, I forget the name of it, but it sounds very similar to the invitation. invitation. It's something very similar. Um, Where did you go? So, Karen Kusama. What did you say, Shelly? I can't see you. It's fine. Oh, okay. You can't see me? It's okay. Can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Oh no! Mm-hmm. Should be hopefully okay. We should be good. I think it'll be fine. I'll I'll, I'll continue. Okay, Jennifer's Body, two thousand nine. Karen Kusama directed, written by Diablo Cody. This was her second feature that she wrote. This movie stars. I'll just go through the cast very quickly: Megan Fox, Amanda Seyfried, Adam Brody, Johnny Simmons, um, Ryan Levine. I, there's a bunch of like That's Chris Pratt cast. has this. Very small role. Yeah. Um, Amy Sedaris again. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Mm-hmm. Simmons again. Yeah. Um, big cast. So I'll just I'll go through the synopsis. I'll try to do like a five-minute synopsis of this movie. Yeah, do better than I did so, on mine. I'll try, but there's no, no promises. So. Jennifer is played by Megan Fox. She is, by all accounts, I mean, how can she not be the beautiful, hot girl? She's the hottest girl in school. And this is Je- yes. this is Megan Fox in her prime. This is twenty three year old Megan Fox. Yes, coming yep. off of Transformers. Yes, which I don't think play- I'll get into like some stuff about um, the marketing and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. really the disservice that mm-hmm. happened to this movie. Um, she plays the hot girl. Her best friend is played by Amanda Seyfried, who I just absolutely love. This is another so Amanda Seyfried movie. Her her name is called, she's Needy. That's her name, Needy. Mm-hmm. Um, N-E-E-D-Y. She's kind of like the bookie. She's like, just kind of like there as she's her She's a sidekick. normal, average girl. 
Yeah. And she's and supposed been to best be friends. the ugly one. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Um, she's supposed to be the ugly one. Again, kind of going back to like, the, she's on that, like, really. She's mm-hmm. the ugly one. Oh, she okay. wears glasses. She's ugly. Um, yeah. So they've been best friends since childhood. They have a very close connection, very close bond. Um, one night, Jennifer invites um, Needy out to a bar to watch this band that she wants to go see it. Like, their one bar that they have in town. It's a very uh-huh. small town. Um, so they go, and Needy has a boyfriend, and the boyfriend's always like, why do you always do it? Jennifer wants you to do um, and she's like, cause we're the same. And can I just say that this movie is super sapphic and super gay, super, and so much lesbian stuff in it. Like, even though it's not explicit, the line that Needy says to her boyfriend about Jennifer is like, he goes, why do you always do Jennifer? Why do you always have to go with her? She's like, well, because we like the same things. We love the same things. We have so much in common. I'm like, this is such the gayest thing. Mm-hmm. Lesbianist thing you can say because mm-hmm. we like the same thing anyway and he's like no you codependency <laughs> major codependency no. and i've got major to say real quick, that boyfriend is the best depiction of a boyfriend he's sweet he's not uh-huh. he's not he's he's sweet he's like yeah has her best interest at heart right yeah um so they go to they watch this band the band lead singers adam brody mm-hmm. and they play the biggest non-sweet douchebags in the world and so very emo. you meet very emo you meet chris pratt you find out that chris pratt used to do it with megan fox's character he's also also a big douche he's a um, redneck douche yes he is and um so um needy overhears the band talking about oh yeah that you know because they were talking with the band first and um they were having this conversation about i think she's the one like do you think she's a virgin blah 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 just like that talk um and so needy overhears it um she tries to warn uh, Jennifer not to go with them after the concert because of course they invite uh-huh. Jennifer to their van after the concert and so it kind of cuts away and you see Jennifer getting in the van and it cuts away and she Late looks kind of night, not she doesn't look like she's with it no it kind of looks like she has been like maybe cursed or she's in a daze she's, like some, yeah. something like something put a spell on her pretty much like the what it looked like mm-hmm. it was like she wasn't there mm-hmm. um she's dissociated so it cuts away to <clears throat> she is to needy overnight and she hears you know somebody breaking into her house she's on the phone with her boyfriend cut to it's jennifer and she's just like covered in blood she's got blood running from her mouth mm-hmm. and she's just like ravenous and hungry and she goes to the fridge and takes the chicken out eats it and, and then spews this black goo all over needy it's like, pro- and it's it's like, like exorcist style projectile projectile yes vomit. yeah projectile vomit and so how sexy is megan fox out. now i know she still looks sexy doing that honestly <laughs> she could do anything <laughs> really it's not fair i know i know um 
cut to the next day at school. Everything's fine. May, uh, Jennifer walks in. She's like, what's wrong with you? And Needy's just like, I like everything that she went through. I stayed up all night cleaning up this stuff. Um, and so later on, a like one of the most popular boys football player in school gets murdered. You see Jennifer luring him away in a field. Um, well, I kind of got ahead of myself too. There was that big tragedy at the bar mm-hmm. because where the band was playing, it burned down and it killed like a lot of people in the bar. And it's a small they got town. Out. So Megan went with the guys. Yes, Needy went home. Out. Yep. Yep. Um, so you see Jennifer just basically eating the football player. Mm-hmm. So it it turns out as as we go along that um, Jennifer is a succubus, and I will give you the definition of a succubus. Oh yes, please do here in just a little bit. So succubus have to feed off humans, like mm-hmm. that's how they stay alive. Um. So she's she has to feed, and so she kills a boy. She lures boys from the school that you know they're not bad guys. They're guys that they that um, they're teenage both guys. Both and Jennifer knew they're mm-hmm. teenage guys. She lures them. Um, in a couple of scenes, you you see that she feeds off of them and kills them, and so it's just like one murder after the other in the town. And every time um, she feeds, she looks. Great. Oh, she looks just gorgeous. But when she doesn't feed, she, she's drained. You know, it's she's just, got like chapped lips. Her color's weird. Yes. She doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Needy's like, I don't no. mean to be rude, but you look really tired. Yes. Yes. So, um, as the movie progresses, the mystery of all that just kind of unfolds with um, Needy and Jennifer. Jennifer kind of tells Needy what's been going on and what happened that night um, at at the bar with the band. And so Jennifer, and it shows this whole scene about what the band actually did to Jennifer. Um, they take her out by a waterfall, they tie her up, uh, and they pretty much sacrifice her. They've got a big knife. Mm-hmm. And again, trigger warning here, but th- this is like a huge uh metaphor allegory for literal you know rape Rape. Mm -hmm. um so you know they don't show a rape but they show the guys just like slicing her and Mm -hmm. putting that knife in her while she's tied up from the van and Mm -hmm. so that act they they tried to do a spell on her it for some reason like she wasn't she was a virgin virgin. (laughs) She wasn't a virgin, and so she turned into this succubus. Like, she actually dies, but she comes back mm-hmm. as a succubus that needs to eat and feed off boys mm-hmm. or, or just people in general. Mm-hmm. And so that whole story is told. Um, and then so kind of the finale of the movie is, of course, the school dance, the high school dance, which Needy tells her boyfriend, do not go because Jennifer's hungry. Like, she's... Mm-hmm. This is like a feeding ground for her. Like this is gonna yeah, be it's gonna be a feeding you know, frenzy. And her boyfriend's like I feeding think frenzy. You need to get some help. Yes, he does not, he does believe, not believe her. Of Which, course. I mean, yeah, I know. mean it is kind of yeah. wild. But she's mm-hmm. like and he's like, Are we breaking up? Do you not want to be with me? And she's like, It's not safe. Yeah. 
he thinks she's lost her mind. But of course he goes. Yeah, of course he does. Yeah. He goes. He's walking in a field alone. Here comes Jennifer um, behind. And so she, they get, he, she lures him into like this creepy, like old pool. I don't know what it is. It's like an old auditorium that's been overgrown. Gym auditorium. Yes. The water is all green. It's nasty. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so she proceeds to feed off of him. And Amanda Seyfert, Needy's character, figures out, you know, what's happened. And she tries to run to his rescue. And there's a huge finale scene where they're all three there. And Needy and um, Jennifer are fighting. Um, You know, just kind of a really cool fight scene. They're flying in the air, too. Needy Mm -hmm. ends up stabbing. Jennifer and kills her. Um, but she kills her like in her, like they end up back at her house um, from all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, after the fight, Jennifer like climbed out the window. Oh, she does home. climb out the window. That's right. Yep. Yes. And says something very funny, but I can't remember now. Can't either. Like, boo. <laughs> She's like, boo. Mm. I'm going home or something like that. And yeah. Goes it's out just the like, And then okay. the finale, like, is in Jennifer's room, and so they have a big fight, and she does end up stabbing her and killing her, and her mom walks in at that time. And so, of course, Needy is now charged with murder, and she also ends up, um, like, at a mental... Mm-hmm. It's like a jail, but it's a... It's like a state you know, prison, it's just one of those state hospital. State prison. Yeah. And that's where she ends up. Uh, but... She got bit, like they show that she got bit, and so she has some powers. Mm-hmm. So you see her kind of levitating in her cell, and she opens up the window, and she escapes. She just walks through the, the prison. Lake. She just walks through the she fence. She just walks through it. Yes. And that's how the movie ends. That's, mm-hmm. that's she, my short synopsis. Well, and in the after credits, she finds mm. the band. Thank you. That was the best, one of the best parts. Mm-hmm. She's out for revenge because mm-hmm. this whole thing started from that band, which, by the way, the band got super famous. Mm-hmm. They were turned into heroes mm-hmm. um, because of the fire. You know, they, they come were, and sing for free at the prom. Yes, they came to sing for free at the prom. And that's what they wanted. That was mm-hmm. their whole spell and point, anyway, is to just get super famous. And they did because of this tragedy. And um, so Needy's out for revenge because her best friend got affected by it, got killed by it. And so at the very end during credits, you got to keep watching it. She finds them at a hotel and they're, par- they're super they're partying, partying, you know, rock stars. They're partying like rock stars. And then just cut to like you see all the crime scene mm-hmm. photos. Uh, all the bandmates just being murdered by that same knife that they killed Jennifer. She found it with early on she found that night and i and so i want to interrupt a little bit here if if i may um i I mentioned this last week when you said you were doing jennifer's body i i listened to Mm -hmm. a podcast morbid and they covered the story on um oh let me find it they covered this true crime story about this girl that was killed in the 90s it was about 96 mm-hmm. i think um mm-hmm. by three of her male classmates who were 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this kind of led to the um, obsession with Congress trying to shut down um, hard rock music. But not hard rock music, but metal. Um, mm-hmm. These three mm-hmm. boys, they wanted to be this amazing metal band. And they thought that if they sacrificed a virgin to mm-hmm. Satan, then they would become famous. And that was wow. a real case. Let me find it. Um, you keep talking. But okay. it's it's very, very loosely based off of it. But same premise. Mm-hmm. Um, they lured her. They um, got her high. And then it was terrible. I'm not going to tell you the rest of it. But yeah. it was awful. And... You know, nice. they got arrested for it. Yeah. But it's, yes. it's very loosely based off of that. And I love how many wow. references to, like, just the victimization of women in this movie and kind of the way mm-hmm. it's discussed, you know? Mm-hmm. And that makes yes. sense. This movie. Yes. This movie is so smart. Um, and I kind of wanted to get into, like, some of the behind-the-scenes fun facts yes. about... Um, this movie so like i said it was diablo cody's second and i guess she based it off the story that you're talking about shelly uh, maybe it was inspiration but she said she always wanted to do a, a horror film elise paler is her Got name it. was her name elise paler in california wow, mm-hmm. wow. okay go ahead well um diablo said she always wanted to do a horror movie um she said it was extremely rare, but because Juno was so successful that they kind of gave her like a second script, like you do what you want. And she was like, really? Um, and so she wrote Jennifer's body. That was her second yeah. thing that she wrote. And she's so, she's still like, says this is her favorite thing that she's done. Like Megan Fox says, this is the favorite, favorite thing she's done. And Amanda Seyfried all mm-hmm. say, this is my favorite thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she wrote this and she's like, no way that the studio is going to make this. But again, because like Juno was such a success, Mm -hmm. they went ahead and greenlit it, Mm -hmm. um, got Karen Kusama to get on board to direct it. And so, you know, they make it. And, um, so it was, there's a really great conversation that you can watch on YouTube between uh, Diablo and Megan Fox. It's like a 10-year reunion interview thing. It's like 40 minutes. It's awesome. So they talk about a lot of this stuff. But Diablo was like, the studio just did not know what to do with this movie yeah. at all. They said, um, well, because, you you know, you mentioned this is like after Megan Fox was like Transformers huge. So the studio just thought that, we're going to market this movie to 18 to 24 year old dudes mm-hmm. because it's Megan Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get them to do test screenings. Um, we're going to get them do all these test screenings. And so they did a, a few test screenings of, with 18 to 24 year old dudes. And, um, all, you know, it just went horribly wrong because why would 18 to 24 year old actually like this movie because this movie is calling you out Mm -hmm. kind of like i feel like this is like barbie Mm -hmm. like this is pre-bar this is pre-me too like this movie is calling all of y'all out Mm -hmm. um yeah it is and so it just like 
Diablo said her and Karen Kusama would get these emails from like the studio execs. So you must reshoot this movie. We need more boobs. And Diablo Cody said the emails like were mis they spelled boobs B E W B S. We need more boobs. So they were frat boys um, running the, the marketing studio. Yeah. Pretty much. Well I pretty saw much. I saw um, that they wanted Megan Fox to do live chats with amateur porn sites. Oh yeah. And they were like, yep. don't even mention yep. it. To they her. wanted that we're not too. Doing it. Yes. Yes. They wanted that too. Um another email that they would get um was Megan Fox is hot. Again, more boobs. Like that that's all they could like say back to these filmmakers that put their heart and soul into the smart, brilliant masterpiece of a movie. And that's all you can like say to them. More boobs. Back. More boobs. Megan Fox hot. She it sounds like, like, it sounds said, like a caveman Megan Fox is hot. writing these emails. Megan Fox hot. Exactly. More boobs. Hot. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> And then, like they said, it just got worse because then they would send them, like, the trailers for the movie. And the trailers were so poorly just, like, put together and, and just, like, they said, like, most of the trailers they got didn't even have Amanda Seyfried in the trailer. It was just Megan Fox walking in slow-mo. Because Amanda like, Fox, oh, go watch Amanda, Jennifer's Megan body. Fox is the only one in the movie. Not Amanda Seyfried right. narrating the entire freaking thing. She's the main character of this movie. Like, she is the main protagonist of the movie. Um, So it's just, it was a disaster from the start because the people behind this just did not get this movie. And so, um, you know, Diablo and Karen Kusama, like, got in, like, direct fights with, like, the studios. Like, we are not going to release this trailer for this movie. Like, can you please re-edit the Redo trailers? redo it please and they just you know they wouldn't and so i remember going to watch this movie and loving this movie mm-hmm. but like the whole group that i went with was like that was so stupid and you know in those moments you're like you, you really didn't get this movie yeah. like y'all don't you're the problem understand <laughs> if you yeah. don't see the problem exactly. i think it's, it's people like that that do see the problem they don't want to admit they're the problem so they're going to yeah it's stupid or it's like mm-hmm. okay don't that's take all I can responsibility say. just mm-hmm. yeah megan fox hot like more boobs come on more boobs that would have been that would have been the tagline for their movie megan fox hot boobs hot yes and like megan fox in that interview talked about um because I really like Megan Fox. She's mm-hmm. very outspoken and she has been for a long time. Mm-hmm. And she was, she was like, I was talking out about some of these studio execs at this time, mm-hmm. like to the press. And I got labeled immediately mm-hmm. difficult bitch. Yeah. Uh, you get called whatever. a bitch she was whenever like, was you call through. someone out. Whenever yeah. you call a man out for their shitty yeah. behavior, you're the bitch. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And so she's like, I was dealing with all of this and this movie came out and to that reception. It was like, Diablo, Karen, and Megan, and Amanda all talked about how hard it was after the movie came out. Like, they loved making this movie. It was a passion project. They knew. Like, they know it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it it comes out. It has that awful marketing. It comes out, and it just bombs spectacularly. Like, just 
And and mainly critics that reviewed the movie, like Megan Fox said, she was like, I read all the reviews. And it's like, how did you even watch this movie and come away with that standpoint? You obviously didn't They went in looking watch for it. the movie that was marketed, which mm-hmm. is not what the movie is. Yes. And then they were surprised yeah. when it was a movie on female empowerment. And then they didn't know what to yes. do with it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And so I just love now, like, uh, there was a really cool panel that you can also watch on YouTube where it was like a reunion. Um, They showed it to this audience that just, you know, just loved it. Mm -hmm. And the lady that got to do the panel, she said, I was backstage with Megan, like, watching the movie. And she said that Megan was just kind of, like, like, kneeling down and watching the audience watch the movie. And it was, like almost like redemption for mm-hmm. her because she was watching an audience love mm-hmm. the movie As it finally have been intended. and it was like yes like she like got emotional mm-hmm. and teary and just like finally you know now an audience gets this mm-hmm. movie like now in present day this movie is being reclaimed if you will yeah as like a classic and so um yeah, it just took a while for like audiences to be like, oh, it took a while for society to kind of grow up in some ways. Mm-hmm. We haven't grown up in others. Yes. But in no. that respect of, hey, this isn't mm-hmm. at all what they were going for. Mm-mm. Yeah. This movie is funny. Like, this movie is funny. No, it's hilarious. It's Diablo Cody. And I love Diablo. Like, we it's talked Diablo about Cody. with. with Juno, I love her mm-hmm. her language and her style of writing. Like, yeah, just the vocabulary she uses. Like when um, Needy is talking, she won't cuss, so she just uses, you know, the different words in in their play. Mm-hmm. It's, it cracks me up. It cracks me up. Yes, I know. There's so many great lines. Um, like they call each other. What do they call each other? Like, um, Biffs. Hold on, I'll get it. Yeah. I mean, there's again, there's I could probably look up all the lines, but classic lines. If we were doing comic, like we could do this as a comedy, we could do it as a teen, we could do it as a classic teen movie, and we can put it in the horror. Like, so it's it's everything. It's all those in one, in one. I think it's it's fabulous. Heck, so you you kind of answered the first question. So you did see this in the theater Mm -hmm. with the wrong people. It sounds like I did. Um. Oh, such the wrong crowd. Like, but I will always remember it. Like, I really will. Yeah. I'll always remember. What characters stood out the most to you in this one? Or who do you think stole the show in this one? Um, It's Megan Fox's movie. Like, she's so... I don't think anyone else could play this play Mm-mm. jennifer Mm-mm. like megan fox is such a like she's she's a fox and i know people come she is a fox people compare her to angelina but i just think it's because they have that mystery quality about them mm-hmm. like there's something mysterious going on mm-hmm. they're just kind of like badasses mm-hmm. that just know like you know that they know everything about the world and they're gonna outsmart you, outfox you, um, and that terrifies sexy, people, intelligent women, you know? and sexy, intelligent women That's scare right. people. Men. Yes, yeah, yeah. But I mean, Amanda Seyfried is so good in this movie too. She's good in everything, and 
I kind of just relate to her character mm-hmm. a lot, just being that sidekick mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. Um, having that friend that maybe overshadows you a little bit. Um, but, like, also at the same, there's, again, this movie is so queer. <laughs> and it, like, speaks yeah. on female friendship that maybe, like, we've all a little been, bit like, a female friendship. Yeah. Yes, could be more. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, could be more. You're obsessed with them, but you don't know why you're obsessed mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that that whole thing. What um, what was your favorite scene or scariest scene? I should say. What was the creepiest scene for you? Mm-hmm. I think the creepiest scene is that first shot that we see jennifer coming back from like the night out at the bar and there's you know it's creepy because needy hears things it's like the classic horror element like somebody's in the house but i don't know where like when you're holding your breath like when she's looking in the basement she opens the door you she closes it you wait for Mm -hmm. somebody to be behind the door they're not like that really good suspense that that's a good very good suspense and then you see jennifer and she's looking crazy and creepy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh gosh. It's creepy happened? to see someone that's so like well put together and attractive just be totally mm-hmm. disgusting. Like that. Yes. And when she's kind of crouched down yeah. smiling like she does, that freaks me mm-hmm. out. Totally. She does that creepy look so oh, well. It's so good. It's so creepy. <laughs> but creepy glass. I think the scariest that scene was really creepy and then in the mm-hmm. pool like that whole scene freaked me out oh yeah the know. pool was creepy um I, I even just like when they finally show what the band was doing that to Jennifer, was awful. that's terrifying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that's a real fear that right there is that is real, real that is tangible yeah you've got yes. a group of four guys you're in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. you're tied to a rock yeah yeah it's yeah. It's terrifying. Flashback scenes like that are always a little bit triggering. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's hard. It's hard to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think with a, a female director, I just think they film those scenes so much better than male they directors. They know how it do. feels. Yes. And it's yeah. not like you have I a helpless a character more. that doesn't, it's like, oh, Mm-mm. you know, I don't know. It's it, when you have a strong, empowered woman who is in that situation. It's very creepy. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. And Adam Brody, mm-hmm. I mean, he played the... He played ugh, the biggest creep. Like, and another character. Brody. I did too. But man, I hated him in this and movie. He hated him. Hated him. Awful. Yeah. Did this one age well? Anyway. Um, I really think it's age to... It's caught up to mm-hmm. us now as a society. I think it was ahead mm-hmm. of its time. Mm-hmm. I will say, there's the R word again a couple of times, mm-hmm. maybe one time. Um, but was that Chris Pratt's, like, he was the biggest, like, redneck mm-hmm. douchebag character. I think maybe says that word. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't. Anyway. Other than that, I, again, I think the world has finally caught up to the brilliance of this movie finally mm-hmm. so no, it yes. was ahead of its time i think it was way ahead of its time mm-hmm. i think if it came out today i think it would be i would hope it would be as 
a big success mm-hmm. like Barbie. Yeah. In that way. Yeah. It's like the alternative Barbie movie. It is. <laughs> same themes, world. though. Like, really same the same themes, themes, yeah. themes and the same message. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a satire. Like, I think it's so funny because I think, it, you know, we just went through teen movie month mm-hmm. and we talked about some of the portrayals back in the 90s mm-hmm. on 80s. female friendships in 80s. Mm-hmm. And so I think this movie satirizes like that. Yeah. Um, female friendship. Really, really hilarious mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah. So I think that's another such a brilliant um little concept yeah to do in a horror film i think it's great it's great mm-hmm. yep did you have a, a creepiest scene for this one it really i mm-hmm. i didn't like where she was eating the chicken like that i know it freaked me out yeah and then just anytime she was like sitting crouched smiling <laughs> Just creeped me. It's like that's not natural. That's not normal. It doesn't look right. <laughs> Megan Fox yeah. looks like she will eat your face. So kind of creepy. Yes. Yeah, totally creepy. She's uh, in that interview I was talking about. If if anyone's interested, just Google it or YouTube it. It's the ten year like Entertainment Tonight sit down between Megan and Diablo Cody. Oh. Um. And I'm gonna have to. I'll Megan really gets into. Yeah, you should. It's a great conversation. But Megan's just like I love that she has a sense of humor about mm-hmm. herself because she's like, because I think Diablo asked her, you know, something about her work and her body of work. And she's like, well, what other things that have I had that I have done in my career that would be as great as this movie? She's like, just think about mm. it. Like this is my best. Mm. This is my best. Yeah. Well, it really has and a message. Just, mm-hmm. Whereas some of her other yeah. ones might not have the same no. kind of message, but <laughs> this one's really good. And, you know, she spoke, I think she was very, um, she's the first one that kind of called out Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. She uh, sure did. For his problematic mm-hmm. they had behavior a and treatment. Thing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And she, again, was seen as difficult. Yep. Yep, because she dared to call a powerful director out. Mm-hmm. So powerful white I man. I give props to her. Yep, powerful white man. Um, so I think she's she's even ahead of her time. Mm-hmm. I just I hope that she knows that a lot of people love this movie and love her. Yeah, I just hope she does. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's it's a great pick. Mm-hmm. It's a great pick and a great. Way Thank to you. kick off our spooky movie month. I think we have the, a couple of yes. good solid ones here. Um, what are you going to do next week, Andra? Ooh. Okay, so I haven't rewatched this in a long time, but I remember being completely freaked out but loving it mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, I am going to do a movie called The Descent. I, love I think it's from movie. 2003. It is 2003? so good. It's in the early Ooh, 2000s. And it is, it's a mind Uh-huh. It's one that will just make you, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so creepy. Oh. It's about 
uh, a group of like cave, a group of girls, like a, again, um, it's a group of girls that um, they go spelunking. Cave, they're like cave divers. Mm-hmm. What are they, what? What's it spelunking, called? Cave divers. Spelunking. It's yes. like they are That's really right. into it. They know what they're doing. Yeah, you and I would die mm-hmm. immediately. Yes. Oh my gosh! Immediately. The only way I'm going on a cave is to get a guided <laughs> tour. Yes, like with handrails, you know, natural bridge cavern. Mm-hmm. Yes, with the handrails. Yeah, so it's a group that goes in a dark, dirt cave, and then some mysterious things start happening. It's her. It's pretty horrific, in the best way. It is. I watched this a few years ago, and I. Yeah, we'll talk about it, but. Excellent, yes, excellent yes. movie. I cannot wait to watch it. Ooh, I'm scared to rewatch it, but mm-hmm. it's going to be fun. I think you can watch it on Max if anybody hasn't seen it and you're into scary movies. I'm so good. Go watch it. Go you will not it. be disappointed in this movie at all. It is the, the way they just use the the environment as the, the setting. It's, it's freaking amazing and so creepy yeah and there's really like it's not like there's no movie stars in this Mm-mm. movie i'm not it's pretty I independent they're all like maybe yes very independent film yeah but it yeah. gets the job done i'll tell you that yes it does all right shelly what spooky movie are you doing i am doing the movie <laughs> i think this one came out and i need to check hang on let me see what, what okay. year this came out. It didn't come out too long ago. It came out, okay, it did come out longer ago than I thought. Just my timeline, like we always say. This came out in 2014, and it's called It Follows. Okay. And I have not watched this one. <laughs> this one not is yet. really scary. <laughs> this one is really scary. Um, it's kind of like, it follows this girl. And she's in she's in other mm-hmm. like indie horror movies, but this one really kind of took off. Um, and <laughs> it basically follows if you have a sexual <laughs> encounter, you are next to be hunted down by the supernatural invisible force, and it will just follow what? you until oh, it's man. pretty terrifying. I got to be honest. Um, Okay. When you read the plot line of so, horror movies, it has a lot to say too. Yeah. When you read the plot line of horror movies, you're kind of like, oh, okay, that's kind of no. This one is freaky. Mm-hmm. It will freak you out, and you do it see follows. a lot of that. It, you see the double standard there. Um, mm-hmm. it, this one gets me. <laughs> so creepy, but man, <laughs> is it so good! It's it's very good. I cannot wait to talk about it. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. It's to watch it's it. dark. Both Let's of these see. are dark. They're dark. So you'll want to watch yes. a palate cleanser afterward. <laughs> Make sure you have like a good Disney movie yeah. or something. But man, <laughs> yes. so good. I cannot wait. Okay. I mean, tis the season, right? Tis the, tis season. the season. And this is another <laughs> yes. one that has like not big names. There's not really big names in this. It's very right. independent, but it mm-hmm. it came out swinging. It's good. Okay, I'm excited to watch it. Um, yeah, me. I'm too. excited. This is my favorite. Scared, this is my favorite month. Scared. This is like, hey, the rest of the world is watching what I watch all the time. 
It's socially acceptable. All right. That's right. Yes. That's right, Shelly. All right. Well, I'm excited to talk about these two. Me too. Me too. Go watch them, everyone, and then come listen to the pod. Come listen to the pod. Watch something happy after. Yes. Watch Shit's Creek or something. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Andra. Well, thanks for ever. Thanks for listening, everybody. And um, yes, thank y'all. Make sure you follow us and do all that jazz. Mm -hmm. Do all that jazz. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll shut up now. We'll see you next week. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.